Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Just Saying Sports with Jake and Sean. I am Sean Dwyer. I'm Jake Atnip. And today we are going to be doing an NFL Pick'em. We have five games lined up that I picked out for Jake to go ahead and choose. And at the end of all of that, we have one question lined up for him to answer. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, but you're going to get some picks, some NFL action with the season opening officially with a lot of people playing tomorrow. So, Jake, we're going to dive right into this. I'm going to give you the first game, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns. Well, without Le'Veon Bell, I'm sure some people are a little bit worried, but I don't see Cleveland coming on this first game and really doing too much damage. Um, you know, even without Le'Veon, they still have Antonio Brown. They still have Juju Smith-Schuster. They still have already um, – the defense is already good, good enough to make sure that Cleveland doesn't put enough points on the board. I don't think that this Cleveland team has enough chemistry yet. Uh, just to, you know, come out and put that first win on the board. You know, they went Owens. Of, uh, a bit of a, you know, stretch to see Cleveland uh, that first game. I know Pittsburgh's a bit of a, you know, um, a favorite in that game anyways, but I would take them with or without the spread. Yeah, I'll take this. I'll take Pittsburgh too in this game. I just don't think Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh's probably been hearing for the past couple of days how without Le'Veon Bell, they're – in trouble for this game, and I think they're out to prove that wrong. So I think I got Pittsburgh in this one, like you said, even with the spread. Um, next game on the list is the Cincinnati Bengals against the Indianapolis Colts with one of your favorite players returning from a very, very long injury. Yeah, Andrew Luck uh, coming back. His shoulder is you know, supposed to be back and ready. I'm still quite worried about it because just the way that the whole injury – the time off that he's had, the amount of time back that he's had really isn't that much. You know, he was still out of action until at least the middle of the summer. You know, he still hasn't done really any contact drills. Uh, but, you know, Andrew Luck has shown us in the past that he definitely is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he's he's lost some pieces out in Indianapolis in the time that he's been gone. And I think that Indy has gotten a little bit worse Um since since he last played, you know, and Cincinnati with Marvin Lewis, they've been kind of middling for the last few years, you know, with Dalton, A.J. Green. They got a couple new guys in at running back. They've kind of switched out that whole backfield situation. So I think they're pretty excited about that. Um, I'm actually going to take Cincinnati over Indianapolis in this first game. I think that Andrew Luck has a few uh, has a bit of a rough game, makes a few mistakes, and I just don't think Indianapolis's defense is going to be good enough to stop down the Cincinnati Bengals' offense in game one. Although I do think that Indianapolis will end up with a better record by the end of the year, I think Cincinnati takes game one. Now, for my pick for this game, you're going to get a little bit of inside information. You know, with me living in Indianapolis, I have heard some things, and none of them are good regarding the Colts. Um, the Colts right now, they have one wide receiver. That's T.Y. Hilton. All the other guys are just that, guys. Um, the running back situation is either going with Marlon Mack, who's always injured, uh, the rookie Naheem Hines, who fumbled like five times in preseason, and then you have Robert Turbin, who's suspended for the first four games. The only position that is set in stone for the Colts is Andrew Luck, at quarterback, I'm going and to he, take. 
I was, say, I was gonna say, and even then, I don't know if that's completely set because I don't know. I honestly still don't think that Andrew Luck's back at one hundred percent. No, nobody here does either. We, he's he's at about a 75-80% clip is what everyone believes in Indianapolis. And then switching over to the defense, the defense is just like ugh, not good. So yeah. I'm going to put Indianapolis losing this game and losing a lot of games, and I'm going to put them as a in the top contention for top draft pick. Okay. Any questions about this matchup? Uh, no. We're just going to roll on to the next one. Next, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley getting his first start in the NFL against the team's uh, the most dominant defense in the NFL last year. Yeah, and that's, that's probably the biggest storyline is now the Giants' offense is really probably the most full force that it has been in about four or five years. They actually have a running back who they think will be able to make a difference in their game. Odell Beckham is back and healthy after that injury last year. Eli Manning, if he can stick and stay with his whole, his you know his old self, I think he's able to do enough you know to put a lot of points on the board. But like you said, that Jacksonville Jaguars defense is scary, and so is Leonard Fournette. And if you put Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette up against each other in this first game, I'll say I'm going to take Leonard Fournette against the New York Giants defense before I'm going to take Saquon Barkley and the, against the Jaguars defense. And you know, with the experience that the Jaguars defense does bring back as well. I think there's going to be a it's going to be a, a slower start to the season for the Giants, and I'll give the Jaguars the win. They are only favored by three points. I don't think I would give them the spread honestly, but I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about Jacksonville's defense. I think that uh, they were dominant last year. They were great, and they return of a lot of experience. And also, I would also take Leonard Fournette versus the Giants D over Barkley versus Jacksonville's D. So I am going to go with Jacksonville in this game. Um, I think the Giants are going to be right around an 8-8 eight and eight team this year. Saquon Barkley is, if the media has its way, going to win Rookie of the Year. But my overall expectations for Jacksonville aren't as high as some people think. You know, they got eight defensive touchdowns last year, and they held teams to under, I believe it was 14 or 17 points like a, a record amount of times. And so I don't think in the NFL you can do those things back-to-back. So I think Jacksonville's overall season is worse, but I'm going to give them this first game over the Giants. And the number four game on our list is keeping it in the division that we know the best, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. This is obviously a good start to the season in the NFC North Uh, We can see if the Bears and the pieces that they've added over the last year are really going to be a contender at all in the division. Um, They have stepped up their game. You know, they got a good running back in Jordan Howard. You know, Mr. Mitchell Trubisky now has some experience under his belt. He's got a few more weapons, and they just added Khalil Mack on defense. Though that's the truth, I do not think they will have what it takes to get past Aaron Rodgers in his first game back. Um you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's just a game changer and they did fill up his offense with more weapons. It's a different look than what we've seen in Green Bay over the last few years without Jordy Nelson. And now, you know, Jimmy Graham's in there, but they're still going to rely heavily on some of those same guys, you know, with Randall Cobb and Jamal Williams and such like that uh, coming out of the backfield. So I think 
Green Bay has enough firepower on offense to offset whatever the Bears are able to do, even if they can put up points on Green Bay's defense. I think that Aaron Rodgers is good, you know, good for 30 points in this game, and that, that's usually about enough to win in the NFL. I don't know about that. I'm taking Green Bay to win, just like you, but I don't have this game being very high scoring. Think about the linebacking core that the Bears are going to have. Leonard Floyd on one side, Khalil Mack on the other, and then you're going to have rookie Roquan Smith in the middle. Yeah, that, not... definitely, that definitely poses an issue. But one of those things is I think that Jimmy Graham adds something that can really mess with those linebackers. You know, Khalil Mack isn't the best, you know, pass defender. And no. we'll have to see, like you said, with Roquan Smith being a, a rookie, I feel like he might get eaten up a little bit in the first few games on the, on the pass attack. And, you know, going up against Aaron Rodgers in your first career NFL game, I don't think that really bodes well for anybody on the defensive side. Well, this, like is said, what I, this, is, this is where I was going with that. With that linebacking core, I don't think Green Bay is going to have much success running the ball. So I think they're going to be in a, a lot of pass situations, a lot of pass downs. And so I think that's going to make it easier on the rookie Roquan Smith being in situations where he knows the pass is coming or he knows what's going to happen. Like I said, I do take Green Bay in this game, but I do not take them big. Well, I don't see it being a blowout either, but I, I just – that's why – no matter what the Bears can put up, I think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense is just better and they'll be able to outscore them. It's not so much about the defensive side of the ball in this game, if you ask me. Uh, I concur. And going to our last game of the Pick'em, we're going to pick one of the Monday night games, and that is the Detroit Lions against the New York Jets, where our own Jacob Atnip did call the fact Sam Darnold would start for the Jets this year. Yeah, starting day one, he'll be the youngest quarterback to start since the, the merger, I think, back in the 1980s. On opening day, he's t- just he's 21 years old, and I mean that that's just incredible. And I told you, you know, I thought that Sam Darnold was definitely going to be the qu- rookie quarterback to make the biggest difference. And you know, if he's the one who's starting day one, I think it's obvious that he'll have the most opportunities, the most play time, and the most chances to be able to do that. But with that being said, you know, Detroit's defense has lost a lot of pieces over the oh. last year. Whew. Yeah, a lot of pieces over the last year, and the big thing is, is they have a new head coach, a defensive head coach. So I'm kind of interested to see how the Lions defense works out this year. Um, you know, having a playing against that young of a rookie quarterback in the first game, I think is really good for the Detroit defense to kind of give themselves a chance to, I guess, guess gain some confidence. Cause there, I don't think there's a way that Sam Darnold goes mistake free in this game. And that's really going to be the difference is the turnover battle because we're still not sure uh, you know, the exact running back situation in Detroit, who's going to get the, you know, first through third down carries or who's going to have the ball in their hands the most. And even if it is a rookie and like carry on Johnson, you still get a little bit nervous uh, with ball security in the NFL, you know, it's bigger hits, bigger guys, but you know, Detroit's a six and a half point favorite on the line. The jets, once again, I don't think the jets as a team overall are a very good team. Um, but it's very intriguing with them having Sam Darnold come in and, they do have a few, a few decent weapons on their offense, but uh, I don't think their defense will be able to do much with Matt Stafford's experience. Matt Stafford, once again, 
has, you know, a core of receivers that basically looks the exact same as last year. And they have chemistry. They know what they're doing. So I'm going to take the Lions in this game. Uh, You know, in Lions fashion on Monday night, I do not think I would take the six and a half point spread, which is kind of sad. But they don't always have the best performances on Monday night. And just to open the season, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little rough. You know, we didn't see the best in the preseason out of the Lions. Had, you know, quite a few mistakes made. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can shore that up in the first game. But I will take Detroit in this game to start the season 1-0, just because I think the inexperience of the Jets will really kind of doom them in this game. This game, it reeks of S-O-L. And I am going to take the Jets over the Lions tonight. Or on Monday, yeah. On Monday, yes, Monday, sorry. Let's think about it. When has a quarterback with no experience not looked like the best quarterback ever versus the Lions? Oh, I guess I guess you're you're not mistaken. Every time it seems that the Lions go at home or on the road and play a team with a backup quarterback or a rookie quarterback, that guy has the game of the year. And none of those have been at the same caliber as Sam Darnold, potentially. Remember when we got shredded by Mike Glennon in Tampa Bay? Yes, I do. How many rookie quarterbacks did we lose to in the past two years? I mean, I couldn't give you a number, but I mean, I definitely see your point there. I just think, I think the, the kind of perfect storm of, you know, him getting named starter in the last two weeks and it, it being the first game of the season, I don't know if I could see Darnold really going off. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think Mike Glennon was going to go off either. Can't even name who his running back and wide receivers were either. But it's just to me, the Lions, I, even when if, even if I was still living at home, buddy, I'm still taking the Jets in this one. Well, yeah, and it's not even, it has nothing to do with it. I just, I haven't seen, I haven't seen enough out of the Jets in the past five years to pick them in a game, especially when they're a set, almost a seven point underdog. So I haven't seen enough out of the Lions this preseason to think that they'll win eight games. I guess I guess I could agree with that as well, but you know the preseason doesn't mean that much. We all know that we went four and zero the year that we lost sixteen games. So, um, yep. you know we 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 definitely will see the starters. We'll see how they uh, how they fare, but I'm still going to take the Lions in this game. I am going to go with the Jets still. And so, just to finish up today's podcast, I'm going to get a p- question. I'm not going to answer. I'm just going to let you rap about it for a few minutes if you need to. What the hell is going on with this whole Le'Veon Bell situation? Well, I don't see anything wrong with it. I know it kind of stinks for all fantasy owners, but, you know, with them putting him on a franchise tag two years in a row, I just can't – I can't believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't kind of thought to themselves, hey, maybe we do need to figure out a way to keep this guy around or we need to figure out a way to get as seriously as much as we could for him. And now it's too late to do that. There's no teams who really like picking up franchise tag tenders. You know, that's a lot of money for a running back. And that, once again, has to do with the fact that he did get uh, he did get franchise tag two years in a row. But if I was Le'Veon Bell, I wouldn't be happy with the situation either. We both know Le'Veon Bell carried the ball or touched the ball over 400 times last year, which is plenty more than anybody else in the league. Uh, he's getting, exactly. He's getting hit more. You know, he's just putting more miles on those legs. He's, he's doing more for that team than any single person does for any other team in the NFL. And it's not just the, oh, I think I should get paid as a wide receiver too because I have the second most receptions on the team. I think it is you should pay the man 
what he deserves because what he's done for your team and what he will continue to do. That's the most versatile player in the NFL. Exactly. And there's, there isn't another player like Le'Veon Bell in the NFL. There hasn't been for a while. And I don't think there will be one who is as proficient as Le'Veon in, you know, not even just his style of running, but the numbers that he puts up is, are always consistent. And, you know, if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you look around the rest of the NFL, especially with the running back situation that goes on, there's about four, maybe five teams in the NFL that have a bell cow running back that they know are going to produce on a daily basis. Some of the guys are starting to get older, you know, even like LaShawn McCoy, um, for example, he's still going to carry the ball 25 yards a game, but he's not a sprightly 25 year old or 26 year old like Le'Veon Bell is, you know, and the running back position is definitely the most short lived in, in the NFL, because once again, they get hit more than anybody else. Legs take injuries, ankles take injuries, heads take injuries, you know, everything happens to running backs. And there's a a certain longevity period that is even, you know, allotted to most running backs. And Le'Veon's already been in the league for, I believe it's what, five, maybe even six years. Oh, it would be 2013 would have been his rookie year. Yeah, so after this franchise tag is over with, it'll be his sixth year in the NFL. And, you know, the the normal span for a running back is about eight to ten years. And I'm not saying that Le'Veon would – pull a Barry Sanders and, you know, leave after eight seasons or whatever when he was going to be the best or could could be the best. But, you know, I, I feel he's actually really worried about his long-term health because this is going to be the one chance that he has to get a max contract to probably become the highest paid running back to ever play in the NFL. And I think he deserves it, especially if you see some of the contracts that are floating around right now with defensive tackles and, you know, Khalil Mack and – I, I, I know that defense wins championships, but if I'm a franchise owner, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on somebody who I know is going to produce points and going to move the ball up and down the field. And that even makes it easier on defenses when you have somebody who's able to get you across the 50 every single time. So I wouldn't be putting money into all these other weird places. If I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, you have the best wide receiver in the NFL. Don't you want to keep the best running back too, or one of the best running backs and really shore up that offense. You know, Big Ben is still sitting there. You, have, you don't really have to worry about your quarterback situation just yet. And if you do, you have guys around him who can make him better, you know, if you get a new quarterback in there. So I don't blame Le'Veon for holding out. I think it's on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think it had, you know, everybody who's saying, oh, you should play for your team and everything. Man, we've all seen the NFL. We've all heard them talk. You know, when you're a professional athlete, it's about your money. You get paid to put yourself in harm's way like this and, you know, you, you hear even some of the, the lower players, you know, got to get that paper, you know, got to make sure, you know, they do right by them. And Le'Veon's no different. I think everybody just puts more scrutiny on him because he is such a high profile guy and because he's asking for so much money. But I think that's money that he through, through and through deserves. Yeah, I agree. Just real quick and we'll wrap it up. I just want to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers put themselves in a bad situation. If they would have made this deal with Le'Veon Bell, last year before the first franchise tag yeah or even earlier in this offseason they wouldn't have had the numbers out there that Khalil Matt got that um Todd Gurley got that Aaron Donald got yeah they wouldn't have those numbers out there of guys who are very big impact players on their team and Le'Veon Bell is that for the Steelers and he's gonna their number this is just I'm just a strict comparison to this is when the Lions signed Matthew Stafford and made him the highest paid quarterback. Well, you know how long he was the highest paid quarterback for? A couple weeks, maybe. 
couple weeks, and then someone topped that deal. The Steelers could have gotten Le'Veon Bell for about seven, eight, nine, even ten million dollars less a couple months ago than what it will take to get the deal done now. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point. I don't even think you know. I think a couple months ago it was already a wash. I think this season. Once they refranchise tagged him again, Le'Veon was basically like, you're going to pay me every dime of what I asked for or I'm not signing, and that's why he hasn't. But, you know, if he would have came off that rookie deal two years ago before they franchise tagged him the last time, and if they would have paid him like he deserved before they ever franchise tagged him in the first place, they could have probably got more than $10 million off because the market was not that high two full seasons ago, basically. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and if they would have paid him then, they could have put him on a long-term deal, a six- or seven-year deal, and locked him in at a good price. Then everybody else, you know, would have went on up. And, you know, just for reference, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. just got paid, you know, being the highest-paid receiver. I need you to tell me that Odell Beckham Jr. has done more for the New York Giants than Le'Veon Bell has done for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a chance. There's not a chance. Not a chance. Not not touchdowns, not touches, not yards, not games played, not snaps played, nothing. All he is is a, you know, a bigger personality. And I'm not saying that Odell Beckham is bad in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, with Le'Veon Bell being a bit combative about this, I feel like, uh, you know, everybody kind of doesn't – I don't know if everybody thinks he should get paid that much, but if Odell Beckham Jr. is getting paid more than Antonio Brown – who obviously has done more for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that, you know, Le'Veon Bell needs to get paid higher than just about any other running back in the league, even Todd Gurley. You know, even with the season that Todd Gurley had last year, still doesn't have the, you know, the book of stats that Le'Veon Bell does, the touches, the yards, the, the miles on his legs. So, you know, I, I think Le'Veon's doing what's best for him. And, you know, you, I, I don't blame him. I blame the Steelers. All right. That'll do it today for us, folks. We are glad that you tuned in. And as always, remember to follow us wherever you can find a podcast. We are most likely there. And remember to follow us on Twitter for any updates, uh, fan polls, or whatever we want to put out there. Let's see if you guys can get into it at Just Saying Sport on Twitter. You'll find us by the logo. And Jake, got anything to say? Well, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, really excited for football season getting underway. It means fantasy's here and, you know, Everybody, everybody gets hype. It's football season, baby. Yep. And starting next week, we will start bringing you the results of our fantasy league. If ever me and Jake play each other, or we'll just give you a weekly update on if we won or lost. And we'll keep that going all year and let you know who the better fantasy football player was for this season. Oh, Sean Sorry. wants to make it a competition. It's okay. It's always a competition. You know it. You start this. All righty. So, So, folks, I'm Sean DeWire. I'm Jake Atnip. And we will see you next week.